0: What if the original Ghostbusters was filmed today? Hey, I'm Gozer, the demon queen from another plane. Now I'll bring a champion to destroy the Earth. Whatever you are thinking of will become the destroyer of the world.
1: Guys, don't think of anything. She can't bring a destroyer if our minds are blank. I know Mike, I know. Mind stays blank a
0: lot. Late! What did you do Tim?
2: I couldn't help it! I thought every meme, I thought of every one from 2010 to the present.
0: What in the
2: world is that monster?
0: Imagination, Squidward! Imagination, Squidward! It's hideous. Its face is a corgi. Its body is bad luck, Brian. It has Squidward arms and Deadpool's legs.
2: I'm so sorry. I just got here and I doomed us all.
1: It's okay, it's okay. As long as it doesn't hit the late 2010 memes.
0: Watch me whip. Watch me nae nae. I used to be an adventurer until I took an arrow to the knee. Oh, so disgusting. It's flossing and it's dabbing.
1: We're the meme busters. And you know how it goes. We've got to take control. Especially before it starts going into a style. Oh geez. It's singing the bed intruder song
2: Ice, I think we have to break our one rule. You don't mean. If we reverse the polarity of our Proton packs from up votes to down votes, we can shame it out of existence.
1: Tim, you told us never, ever, no matter what, to use down votes. It causes unnatural sadness and hate spam.
0: Oh no, it's gonna make dad jokes soon. And then it'll be too late. Now or never. Uh, See you on the other side guys. Many
1: hate spam. Transforming into an adorable cat with illiteracy problems?
2: Don't stop. Guys we did it! The monster has been downvoted into oblivion. About
1: time. We are safe for now. No more internet gutter garbage, keyboard
0: warrior junk to harm us. Actually, guys, I was also thinking about Twitter arguments. Your opinion is wrong. Good morning. I
2: love
0: Cool. Love it's it, love it, love it. <laughs> oh, welcome to Film Logic, a movie podcast that covers the cinema of yesterday, today and tomorrow with every fandom in between. We are part of the RetroLogic network which includes gaming and music podcasts like RetroLogic on Topic and RetroGroove and I am with some very awesome people um my co-host the man who always crosses the streams Aston
1: even even all y'all out there how y'all doing
0: <laughs> and our special guest the man who signs our paychecks the, the Nintendo Dad <laughs> co-host, uh Tim. Tim tell us about Nintendo Dads.
2: Hey guys, how's it going? Uh I'm I call myself Nintendo Dad number four. Cause I'm number four of uh, you know, out of four Nintendo dads. There's myself, there's Justin, there's marty and there's jesse and we all um have been doing nintendo dads for eight years for eight years some longer than others obviously i came in probably five years i've been doing it for about five years either front or in the back um in the community stuff community manager stuff but uh nintendo dads is about a bunch of dads uh the four of us talking about video games and 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 how we got our kids into video games life lessons we learn from video games and all that fun stuff so it's fun uh and of course uh, you guys told me we're professional so that you know i i'm feeling good about ourselves now mm-hmm. so
1: <laughs> exactly, yeah And for people that don't know, he actually has the handle NeoPrime33, which is reference to the Matrix So now that we have him here in, in the chair tonight We're going to see how much he pays attention to us Or if he's distracted by the woman in the red dress
0: Yes, yes. He's also living inside a computer Many, many people don't know that about Tim He's not a physical human He's Uh-oh. a program he
2: Not? No, <laughs> nobody told me that, what the heck
1: <laughs> <laughs> He doesn't have to dodge bullets either
0: Yes. So, uh, my my only uh memory of my I listened to Nintendo dads and I think someone was talking about um how their son loved the that that platformer game starring the fox named Lucky. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, and they were saying, "Oh, you know, I love this game, Lucky Tales. Uh, such a good game." And I'm like, "Take that, Mario." <laughs> You're not <laughs> that the only Lucky Tales. Now yeah that's right uh i don't know if it was
2: i know uh justin played it but he's got two daughters Mm oh but it could have been marty as well because he has a son who might have played it so but yeah it's a really good game memory
1: yes yeah i encourage anybody out there listen to the nintendo dads podcast i mean i've I've been on there myself as a a guest i'm also a, a producer for the nintendo dads and a great group of guys very entertaining show um Guaranteed to give you, at least if anything, some good laughs and um, some good uh, gamer news out there. So definitely I would encourage anybody to go there and, uh, and check them out.
2: Mm. yeah. And in case you didn't know, we always talk about your guys' show at the end of every show. Our show? That. Yeah.
0: Film Logic? Yeah, talk about Why? you and
2: all the other family of podcasts. So you're I... in that roll call when we talk about this is where everybody should go listen to podcasts.
0: Logic is one of those shows. Oh, man.
1: Yeah, we're all family here. Definitely, we're getting together for Thanksgiving and Christmas.
0: We are paving our way to Wall Street with this exposure. (laughs) That's amazing.
1: Listen to the money talk.
0: (laughs) I know. I only hear the money when I read this podcast. Okay. (laughs) Well, anyways, let's talk about some things we've been watching. I'll go first. Very good. Okay. My wife and I, we did a speed run through the Halloween series. God bless you and your wife. (laughs) I know. I know. We didn't know what we were getting into. We were young. We were stupid. (laughs) Uh, So, you know, the first two Halloween, Michael Myers, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, you know, it's what started the whole series. And then the the third one we didn't watch because we learned that it actually has nothing to do with Michael Myers. Because originally the Halloween series was supposed to be an anthology of different stories. But the third one tanked so hard that, um, that they said, just bring back Michael Myers for the rest of the show and call it you know, Halloween. So um, by the time the fourth and fifth Halloween gets around, it just gets very cringeworthy. It's just like, like the, okay. So here's how the beats of the movie go. Um, Someone always talks about how Michael Myers really Haddonfield, Illinois. So there's always that talk. Then these new, like, teenagers who are just absolute jerks just kind of arrive on scene and they're like, oh, we want to party. We want to get drunk. You know, we want to get on this Halloween that'll be Michael Myers free. Then Michael Myers shows up, kills them all, except for one person who either electrocutes, sets on fire, or beats with a pipe. That's the only ways people have fought Michael Myers. Um, And then... At the end of the movie, Michael Myers is like, nope, I'm not dead. And then it's like, to be continued. So pretty much you get that like for five movies.
1: Now in all movies, everyone, is he consistent? Is it always, because I, I haven't seen all of them. I couldn't, I couldn't force myself to sit through all of them. Is he, is it always a butcher knife in all of them? Or is he ever, does he ever mix it up and try to add some variety to his life?
0: You know, it's the butcher knife around the, the early nineties. Yeah. Um, his... They started giving him powers that could turn off electricity, but they didn't tell the audience.
1: Okay. Also, he has the
0: power to teleport, as if you blink, he's no longer in the scene anymore. Very nice. Uh, Yeah, so they don't mention that he has these magical powers, but for some reason... He's leveled up. Yeah. For some reason, in the fourth one, or, yeah, the fourth one, if his hands, like, touch your face, he goes, Mm. like, right through your skull. So, oh very
1: good. oh so yeah so he's increased his strength
0: yeah so it's but basically basically uh, he kills enough people until someone gets angry and hits them with a pipe and it's the end of the movie oh or he's he's Hall- halloween
2: is a roguelike moon, huh right exactly <laughs> he dies <laughs> but he's gained some ability so right. come go. Back. or is that roguelite Maybe that's rogue. Yeah. He's come back with the same abilities or with an additional ability. Pretty There's much. And <laughs> But it sounds like he keeps the weakness to pipes he needs to work on that
0: it's it's so weird like he never dies but like you can hit him with objects and he yells in pain and he goes unconscious
2: and it's kryptonite
0: yeah like his his respawn time is like five minutes and every movie ends with him in the respawn time well that's
1: that's reasonable respawn time that five minutes is reasonable time to get in the car and get away or to do what you need to do Yeah. to reload
0: yeah. yeah so basically we learned that uh rotten tomatoes has never been kind to a halloween movie and for good reason because up until the last one halloween ends it just kind of feels eh, eh, you know um my review of the final one on peacock halloween ends oh look it's about michael and how depressed the town is because he's been killing for 40 years oh wait where's michael oh is he there nope he's not there oh there he is oh and he's gone thank you roll credits
1: (laughs) yeah The, the uh What's funny, too, is if you actually stop and think about it, it's kind of crazy, the premise of that, too, because, like, actually, he has a psychiatrist running around, and the psychiatrist, unlike most psychiatrists that are trying to help their patients, this psychiatrist is actually trying to kill his patient. Day one. Like,
0: day one, we meet him in the film. He's like, yeah, we got to kill him.
1: Yeah, I know. It's like, what kind of psychiatrist are you? How'd you get a clinical license?
0: Yeah, right. (laughs) I will kill my patients. That's how I will help their depression yeah one way to solve it Mm -hmm. so other than the halloween series i i went over to see what everyone's talking about on this one anime on netflix called i'm gonna butcher this name but it's egretsuko it's about uh i'm gonna say this girl is like a fox it's like an animal kingdom Um, and she works this awful uh office job where everyone kind of just steps on her and just Takes advantage of her, and then she goes to a bar at night and sings death metal music to get out her anger. So, uh, doing
2: my car rides home from work.
0: Yeah. (laughs) So, avoid
2: those looks at the red light. Mm. People avoid looking at me because I'm sitting there going, "Can't see this if you're listening." But (laughs) you like raising out,
0: head banging.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> exactly. So, other than that, um I I'm, I'm going to gush real quick about Cobra Kai. Um no series in all of television has got me so excited about the Daniel the Daniel LaRusso, um Johnny Lawrence rivalry. And so my family has been watching all 5 seasons of Cobra Kai, and I am bouncing up and down like a fanboy. Just you know, like, kick him." kick him oh no <laughs> you know? um so that i love that show i just think i think cobra kai is is really how you how you bless a show a movie from the 80s yeah they did a good job i watched that i'm watching it too and i'm i'm,
1: I'm you know lockstep with that season as far as i'm in the current season right now and I, i've i've really enjoyed how they done the twist on it and made johnny mm-hmm. lawrence actually look more like kind of like oh wow he really wasn't the bully it was more like yeah daniel laruso could have been the bully and right. um, and they brought back a lot of the people back. and So you actually it's kind of re, almost a reunion kind of thing. And so it actually, um, I mean, I enjoyed those movies and so it, it, I've actually enjoyed the series.
0: Yeah. And it, it makes me actually want to get the kind of the lackluster video game Cobra Kai, which oh, is yeah. like, it's a beat up, but like, I don't care. because like, I love the series that much that it, it adds four points to the game. So the,
1: the document, if you ever get to see the commentaries on the movies, the commentaries are actually really good. They actually mm-hmm. have the actors doing them. And, um, at least the first and the second one are really good to sit and listen to
0: yeah um yeah other than cobra kai i wanted to introduce something that i've been doing you know how they have like fantasy football you 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 use fake money to buy real players and you put them on your own team and then based on how well they do they give you fake money so you can buy more. Well, I'm doing that with a film league called the Fantasy Film League. It's a real website Ooh. where they give you five million—no, uh, it's fifty million—like fake dollars, and you can buy actors with it. And then, based on if these actors are making money in their movies, you you reach something on like the leaderboard. So I created the movie like Doom and Doomer um, <laughs> with Chris Pine. And uh, uh, with that actress Viola. And because they're in the movie, uh, mm-hmm. they're, they're in this movie. I think it's the thriller, like, yes, my darling or something like that. Because they're in that movie, they're like raking money for my movie. So
1: That's pretty interesting. Never heard of yeah, such a thing. It's, it's cool.
0: Pre- it's pretty cool. Yeah. You look it up, Fantasy Film League. And I made some other movies. I made, um, oh, gosh, uh, Pilots of the Caribbean. That mm-hmm. one's doing horrible.
1: <laughs> straight to DVD.
0: Yeah, straight to DVD. And, uh, there's another movie I made that is just has equally bad puns, but yeah. none A of them of are
1: Saturday matinees. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> sounds pretty yeah. cool. Cool though, I yeah. like that.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: that's cool though. Yeah, very interesting. Up
0: fantasy film league and make an account. It's free, and you can just kind of brag about it. You know, yeah. I'm in fourth place. Yeah. Anyways, that's me. Him. So
2: I've been watching very many movies lately it's been more of the series uh going on like Lord of the Rings Ring of Rings of Power watching very that great. I still I still have the last episode to watch there so I'm looking forward to closing out that season uh, but it's been great so far I love where it's going I love how it's got the Peter Jackson feel to them they didn't try to you know go a different direction with it they with the same direction as the movies so and you know majority of the people like that direction so it was kind of a good idea (laughs) so and then i finished uh the she hulk uh series one so that that uh i didn't have very much expectations for i just thought i'd check it out see where they were going to go with it and i was actually pleasantly surprised at how well they did that one and um and it was really funny it's almost like a sitcom in a way you know and especially with the fourth wall breaking stuff um which leads me to think of how and if they would ever have she hulk meet deadpool because <laughs> they deadpool likes to break the fourth wall too so oh that's what i loved about
1: deadpool how he broke the fourth wall God, i yes. love that stuff sir. and yeah i saw a lot of people posting about that and i felt of like people was talking about how she hulk has been good about doing that so I love when uh, they let people do that. That's awesome. Yes, right.
2: And it all comes to a head in the last episode, so it's great. So highly recommended, especially if you're a fan of the MCU. It's it's more on the lighthearted side, so it's uh, very it's got some funny bits to it. Sure.
1: Mm-hmm. Now, I saw there was like a spoiler in there too, a
2: bit um, about like earlier on where actually
1: it's not or a hint, not a spoiler. Where actually she's looking at a paper, and it's, so like I read online where it says if you zoom in on the paper um that she's reading it says something there about like a man in bar fight uses claws to defend himself and it's hinting at like wolverine
2: (laughs) there's there's all kinds of um things hidden in throughout the shows and stuff Mm -hmm. like that and i i like going to nerdist uh and watching their breakdowns of the episode and see what i missed oh yeah that's basically what i'm watching yeah i'm forward so, to you know other things that are coming out and mm-hmm. watching like the new wakanda forever
0: movie that'll be coming out soon mm-hmm. black adam so looking forward, yeah, to, yeah. that. I'm looking forward so, to black adam definitely yeah. looking forward to that <laughs> uh, you know for all the talk i say about superheroes oversaturating the theater um and then i see a trailer for black adam and i'm like oh i, I want to see that so bad <laughs>
2: <laughs> it
1: was something different. It's not Marvel. It's DC coming to. I know, the table
0: am um, Yeah. I, I put at an early age. I put all my money in DC, and you know, always praying that. My ship will come in one day. Um I know I should come I should go to those movies with the, like a middle expectations, not very high, not very low, but you know, a part of me is like I really want this to skyrocket. Yeah. Okay, round the table right here. As a kid, DC, who did you want to be? Superman. Who'd you say? Superman. Superman. <laughs> is it
2: really that bad? Is it not coming through? Oh, Superman. <laughs> oh, Superman.
0: Oh, Superman. Okay, gotcha. yeah, Superman. It, right, it yeah. was funny because the Sioux kept getting so it was just like Perman like yeah, yeah. Oh, man, that's funny yeah.
2: <laughs> how about you mike no christopher Ollie... reeves superman all the way. Yeah. All yeah. way
0: so you know all i was exposed to was batman so it had to be batman all right yeah. same here yeah
2: i always wanted to be like
1: a. I i was wanted to be batman i even tried to get my mom to make me a batman suit and mm-hmm. i tried to make the dying gadgets and stuff like that, that i could shoot out of my utility belt
2: fantastic i have i have a superman halloween costume that my mom and dad made for me with all the muscle, packed in with, you know, like washcloths or whatever <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> to make look like I had muscles. So, awesome. and I had Superman room and everything. Oh, I had a uh, super, a super fan of Superman.
0: <laughs> awesome. So I have one more thing to bring to the table. And that is, there seems to be an arms race uh, between all the major streamers about getting a, uh, mega fantasy ep- uh, lord of the rings started the battle with the rings of power you know million dollar episodes and now disney just came out with a trailer for willow which i actually thought was the rings of power trailer i'm like oh rings of power looks pretty good oh wait that's willow okay um and i think netflix is i think netflix might be trying to get something
2: um
1: I haven't heard of a net let me I'd have to like do some research, see what Netflix is trying to snag. You mean like of a superhero thing?
0: you know just like a a strong fantasy based on an ancient book Oh, okay i think they're Mm -hmm. trying to go for the witcher as theirs but oh yeah because
1: i know they got the witcher and that's that's solid
2: that's a solid show for sure
0: yeah
1: i just really good i mean it's i mean you know you're talking about like tim you watching i mean i it's it's i'm enjoying just watching it just alone just to see the people that i've seen in lord of the rings to actually see them as their younger selves in the yes. series. And uh, yeah, that, that series definitely has got some uh, good delivery. I mean, it's definitely the hype delivers.
0: Is, is anyone going to give the Willow series a chance? Oh, I am. I love Willow.
1: Oh oh yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I definitely. love me the Mad Mardigan back in the day.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Have you read the books that the, like, so basically Lucas and Chris Claremont, writer of X-Men, wrote two books together, maybe three books. And, uh, well, it appears that both of those guys had very much trouble because their books were known as, like, just slogs. And they were, I didn't like, read them. yeah, they're very hard to find. I think Lucas made them, made sure no one could find it, but. <laughs> Get them in a safe in his house. Yeah. <laughs> never see the light of day yeah, and we'll never talk about this called shadow moon and basically they i think chris claremont was trying to write like his own book and lucas is like can i put my willow character and he's like okay and so <laughs> they built a whole lore that has nothing to do with the willow Moon, but has like willow characters and people are saying god i hope this new willow series has nothing to do with those books yeah be interesting I mean, I'd
1: like to see the series and stuff and see, you know, who they bring back and stuff like that, because who's still around and everything. I mean, it's uh, it'd be interesting to see.
2: Although I do have to say that it seems like Lucas's notes are better than them hashed out. So, like, we've heard we've all heard that he's had all nine movies mapped out for the Star Wars movies and they've been, they you know, all sounded great and looked great mapped out or outlined then when he goes to expand them out in the movies then it gets too much filler maybe that's the same case with the willow movies or uh maybe he's got an outline of not the movies but you know his characters and in the the story and plot maybe they got an outline that's better than the actual mm-hmm. books
1: i got like a uh i got a cross
2: reference though random cross-reference y- reference if y'all want in a movie
1: mm-hmm. if y'all clean willow you know the guy the batty guy in Willow, who wears like the skull mask yes. and everything yeah yeah You want to see that actor actually out of like out of that mask and everything like that. He is actually the German that Indiana Jones gets punched by so hard that it knocks him on his fanny and busts his lip and the airplane propeller comes and chops him into bits and pieces. That's that same actor. So you oh, get to see him
0: actually out of outfit. <laughs> I love those little connections. Yeah, there you go. So Aston, you've been watching some some scary things, it looks like. <laughs> yes.
1: Not by namesake, just by genre. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, definitely. I um I decided to check out. Um,
1: you know, the Foo Fighters, they did this Studio uh, 666 set so aside to, you know, check it out and see what it's all about. And um, it was filmed during the actual uh, pandemic, hide of the pandemic. So I don't know why they kept the film actually in the can this amount of time. Seems a long time for them to keep it in there. But I mean, if you're a Foo Fighters fan um, through and through um, just for the, the namesake, of the actual fan, the band members themselves. And you'll probably enjoy this movie just because you actually get to see them try their hand at acting um i'm trying not to do too much spoilery stuff on our show but i will say that um pay attention to the order of things in which they happen because it pertains to the actual order of the band but um some of the stuff i mean they're trying you know is actually written some by dave himself and um and so it actually is uh i mean it, it's 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 kind of cringeworthy at times so i would definitely say it's not anything that you're gonna like want to go buy the dvd on i mean yeah. they're better at music so let's stick to that. I mean, they, yeah. they definitely aren't gonna be doing any crossovers like, you know, The Rock going from wrestling to acting or John Cena or anything right. like that. And so I mean it's it's not happening here. But um, I mean, if you want to watch this movie for like gore fest, I would say definitely the gore is there. Um, if you want to see unique kills, um, then there you go. You got your unique kills. Um, but if you want to actually see something that's gonna be like like keep you up at night and scary and spooky, um, no, it, it's not going to deliver on that. I mean, it's by no means um, it's more of a gore horror than actually like a, a spooky, you know, you're going to shower with, uh, you know, with your eyes open despite the shampoo going over it. I mean, it's, it's, that's no, no scare factor there like that. So um, plot wise. Um, yeah, there's a plot. I mean, it, it is there um, and it keeps to the plot. It doesn't go off tangential. I mean, it's got a good pace to it. It's a quick movie. It's only, I think, like 90 minutes. So, I mean, it's a quick watch. Um, but I mean it is um you know I mean, you do get to hear the band play a little bit there and so and he makes a little reference to his time with uh Nirvana a little bit in there if if mm-hmm. you follow the band, you get you get his little wink that he does and um so i mean that's studio triple six i mean i definitely would say i mean if if someone was to say you know should i put that on my watch list i'd probably say if you like the foo fighters you know and you're looking for a gore fest yeah but i mean if you're looking for a good quality film that you at the end would be like you know, you do to look to your friend about like, you know what man that was pretty good then no you don't
0: want to have that on your list <laughs> it's not happening yeah that, that is interesting and Studio Six 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 reminds me of that other studio that kind of makes out these B, B movies. It's Asylum mm-hmm. Studios. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, like Hollywood will come out with Snakes on a Plane, and an Asylum will come out with Snakes on a Train. Or yeah,
1: and like, that's what it is. It's kind of like a B movie. And some of the stuff they do is just kind of like you can tell they're not taking themselves serious. Like at one point they're trying like hotwire the van that they that they uh, that they initially started their tour in um but actually the uh the way they're hot wiring it is a guy gets one of the band members gets underneath the car and tries to hot wire it from underneath the car um mm-hmm. which is not how you hot wire a car and so <laughs> or a van so i mean it's just it just you know you can tell they're not taking themselves too serious about it so yeah i mean it's so you can tell it's a b movie but um interesting but another one i watched is these are more documentaries uh, a haunting on fin road and shock docks ed Gein, um, the real psycho, um, these are some documentaries done by Steven, uh, Prozac Shippy and, um, uh, this guy, is, he was DJ Prozac, uh, real name. Uh, his name is, uh, Steven Shippy and, uh, he's done a lot of these, uh, documentaries where he goes in and, uh, he does the, uh, not the shock doc part, but the documentaries, he'll actually go into these haunted places and him and his crew actually spend there, um, pretty long time. Some of these places, they're there for like, uh, eight or nine weeks. Um, which if you're actually going to do a proper paranormal investigation, um, it can take that long to actually get some good footage. Uh, you know, it's not like this, uh, sack bag and stuff where you're there for like, uh, you know, for the weekend and you're out. And so you got to get the stuff and get the goods and deliver. Um, so, I mean, it actually is, uh, his documentaries are pretty compelling with the stuff that he does capture and, um, all of them are good. I mean, I just listed one, um. Uh, Finn road i mean hunting on Finn road i mean some are pretty there these are more ones that are going to creep you out i mean they're not gore fest these are ones going to kind of have you like yeah you're going to like when you go to bed at night you're definitely going to be like you're going to see stuff out of the corner of your eye and Mm -hmm. um, you might have trouble sleeping and Mm -hmm. um and i mean this and they actually you know it, it he shows some of the footage and takes his time and goes through it and um and it's not any of that factor of like what was that did you hear that what was that what was that i mean it actually is it's really good and i actually like uh steven for what how he does it um and then he actually has this shock doc documentary on the real psycho which is uh just compelling in of itself which you have to see actually the, the guy that actually is kind of like a la was actually the real like from the psycho film if you will and um so that was like uh it was really interesting to see the actual the, the deranged individual that, that if you will that movie was kind of taken from and um so it was a it was it was interesting. I don't think it really took the movie from. I shouldn't have said that. But actually, th- there's a parallel to it. The movie and this actual individual, much mm-hmm. like you can say, like you know, the actual the gentleman out in uh, Texas that actually was doing like the Texas chainsaw massacre thing. Except there was no like Leatherface, but there was actually a guy out in Texas that was actually doing that kind of thing to people that would come along to their bodies, chopping them up. But um, but nonetheless, um, I mean, if you really want to be creeped out, I would encourage you want to see these document. Now these documentaries are about two hours long um that he wow. has and so i mean there's some there's some sis like i said but it's actually you can tell i mean he's put he's put heart into it and um i mean his team definitely there are moments where his team gets freaked out um because they're worried about attachments and he talks about attachments to them and um it's real things when I mean, you do this kind of stuff so i mean he, he keeps it real that you know hey you know I mean, this is a part of the job that you you know you more than likely you may get attachments to you by demons so um uh, be prepared you know that uh you know, you may have your life ruined for a while. Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah. Well, if I ever want to be up all night, I know where to go now. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So Tim, any thoughts on, uh, Esten's list? I definitely want to
2: put studio six, six, six on my list. It's actually, I it was, um, actually on my list. It's one I wanted to see because I am a Foo Fighters fan and I love how goofy that band is. And Dave Grohl, how ugly he is with their videos already and just, you can tell by the trailer that this was we definitely not taking themselves seriously with this. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so I just think it's, a, you know, stupid fun, you know, and that hopefully if it's not out on one of the streaming channels that I can watch it on, you know, eventually I'll watch it. Like you said, I probably won't make a big deal out of it till it comes about. Yeah. And uh, the Halloween movies between both you guys, it's it's a series that I of the three, the 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 main guys. From the '80s, you know Jason, Mike, and Freddy. I always was a Freddy guy, so I watched all the you know Nightmare on Elm Street movies. Long time. I did watch. I did go to with a friend to see Jason X. The theater which was one time, and the movie was so funny. Not only because the movie was horrible, but funny, but uh, just the way people died in there was hilarious. Uh but it was because I think it was Jason in Space. I think it was too. Jason X was yeah, I Jason the in,
1: Jason space. in the space one, yeah.
2: Yeah. Um and but it was where the theater was too. The whole audience was into it, just yelling at people for doing stupid stuff in the movie and just ha- and just mm-hmm. laughing and having a good time. And so it was it was a great experience. So, but Marion Elm Street was my my series that I got into. So, at right. that time, it, between the three of them. So, I never got into the Michael Myers series. So,
1: but that's good. Yeah. <laughs> Robert England, he gets a lot of fame. Everybody knows him from Freddie. The guy that actually played Jason, you know uh, his story actually about him actually. He actually got uh, set actually on fire and actually got burned pretty bad. Did y'all hear about that?
0: Hopefully on a a movie, not like a deranged movie. No, he
1: actually actually was... Um, afterwards he became like actually he was helping people like actually show him how to do like stunts and stuff like that. And he went out and showed somebody how to do like kind of set themselves on fire safely. But somehow uh, the mixture was wrong and he actually got set on fire. uh, Literally. And he actually had to go through this like hospitalization and all this rehab and stuff. And um, I know y'all think i will probably ought to watch the documentaries, but there's actually a documentary on him, and actually he talks about having to go through all this perils and have this rehab and stuff like that. Crazy. And um, and he's actually a very humble guy and, and... Um, very down to earth fella. And uh, talking about and he he even talks about that. He even says in Hollywood, you know, like most of the time people that who play good guys turn out to be just total jerks, and most of the time people that play bad guys turn out to be totally like cool people in real life that you want to hang out with because they're actually like you you're nice guys and uh but yeah that guy who went and played jason yeah he's he's had some trials and tribulations so i mean if you're a jason fan out there i would encourage anyone to uh to read up on his
0: uh his story because it's quite uh quite interesting and uh heartfelt Mm. that's great yeah you got the trinity at the freddie michael myers and jason and I think all the three things they have in common is they have had uh, sequels that have been panned by, uh, for one reason or another. Rotten Tomatoes hates the, those guys' sequels.
1: Well, the first the first Halloween, the, I watched it all the way through, but the first Halloween, I felt, was slow. Mm-hmm. Like, it was just, like, I mean, not to the point of, like, 2001 Space Odyssey, painfully slow, but, like, almost, <laughs> it was just, like, slow. I was like, okay, you know, you there's a lot of dead air in this film. I mean, just... You know, speak, cut out like 20 minutes. Let's speed this up. I mean, it was just a lot of just like them walking around and talking and a lot of just like long shots panning around. And I don't think was trying, John was trying to build suspense that way, but it just felt like the pace of it was just like it was in just like second gear the whole film.
0: Yeah, I get that. Unfortunately, they never fixed it. <laughs> or They did try to fix it, but they just made it more cringeworthy. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, he, he they fixed it because he can teleport now.
0: Yeah, he can. Well, he teleported. <laughs> faster. In the, yeah. like I, I, That's I, travel. I feel like Michael Myers invented the whole thing where, you know, how the actress looks and sees that the bad guy's staring at them. Then they look away mm-hmm. for like a second and then they look back mm-hmm. and he's gone. Like, I think Michael Myers invented that because he does it in every movie. Like, I, I really want to see the footage of him trying to scurry away <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. And he definitely has a lockdown and trademark on like no matter yeah. how fast you run, he could match your speed and walking <laughs> yeah, at a leisurely pace. <laughs>
0: yes. So, anyways, I think we're ready to play Let's Get Gross. All right. Okay, let's get gross. A game where we guess the worldwide gross of what movies made at the box. It can be anywhere from 10 million to a billion. We have an invisible player named Amy Polar guest who always guesses 300 million and tries to trip us up. In this contest, if you are the closest, then you are the winner and award baby mama. If you are the loser, you get parked and wrecked. Are we ready? Ready. Ready. All right. I feel like guest, you should go first. All
2: right. So let's hopefully, hopefully, I got this down. So yes. I, my list it falls between fifty million to three hundred million. Right. Mm-hmm.
0: Nice.
2: Uh, what other clues do you
0: guys need? Um, um, you're just going to tell us the movie, and okay. we're going to guess. And this is the first time that we've actually been in competition because it's just been me and Esten just kind of quizzing each other. Right. So
2: okay, there's a theme. This is of course uh, you know, coming Halloween. So I pick scary movies. Okay. Uh, and but it's actually All within the same saga, if you will. Nice. You'll understand which saga I'm talking about when I name off the first one.
0: Okay. Okay.
2: First movie, released
0: 1996, Scream. Scream okay. Uh, yeah. Um, it hits between 50 million and 300 million. I think Scream has, um, I think they got you know that great beginner's luck. I'm gonna say 200 million. Um, uh, yeah, I'll say word of mouth caught on really quick
1: about Scream. I'm gonna go,
0: uh, I go, uh, 280, 280 for Essen. Okay, moving on. What's your second movie? All right, second one is Scream 2, at least oh. in 1997. <laughs> I'm gonna go down like it didn't totally tank so maybe just 170 million i do
2: 220
0: 220 uh-huh All right. you guys might see a pattern
2: here scream 3 released scream in 2000 <laughs> how many uh, screams
1: were there
0: <laughs> i think yeah i think there's five of them five, are five oh, of yeah. them yep yeah. oh wow yeah dewey lasted a long time <laughs> <laughs> So Scream yeah.
2: 3 released in 2000. How much do you think? Um,
0: that one had Dave Grohl in it, right? I believe. So I'm going to actually go up a little bit because maybe people wanted that uh, closure. So maybe 190 million. I would do 195. <laughs> 195. I'm
2: surprised you didn't say 191? <laughs>
0: there you
2: go. I'm 191, right. Bob. Oh, 10 years later, or actually 11 years later, 2011, Scream 4.
0: I'm going to say people were tired of that movie by then and just give it a very humble $80 million?
1: I was going to go lower. Yeah. I'll, I'll say, like, yeah, people are tired of screaming. $60 million.
0: $60 million, Okay. And Scream then Scream
2: 5. Other 10 years later, 2022. How much did that one make?
0: I wanna I wanna go for inflation, so I'm gonna also say eighty million. Not because it's better, but because of inflation. Uh
1: I'll stick to it. I'll say sixty mil. I'll go low.
0: All right. So ready? I'm ready. Okay.
2: So scream the first one released in 1996 for our and re- and 173 million. Like 100 you said, 200. 200. Yes. Justin said 280. All right. One point for me. All right. Yay. Yay. Circle two. with square. Scream 2, 1997, earned 172.3 million. We're pretty darn Ooh. close there, Mike, with 170 million. And yes. Esten, you had 220 million. You're too positive, Esten.
1: <laughs> I believe in the magic of movies.
2: <laughs> All right. Scream 3, released in 2004 and earned 161.8 million. I'm seeing a pattern. And just... you had 180 million, Mike.
0: Ah uh, Esten had 195. 100 and... Yeah. I actually said 190, but I see that I am closer. Okay, gotcha. 90, okay. 95.
2: Sorry, my scribbles made it look like an 8. <laughs> Scream 4, released in 2011, earned 97.2 million. Great job. Mike, you had 80 million. You were the closest. and Woo! You had 60 million. And Scream 5, released in 2022, earned 140 million. What? We both were what? way off on that one. <laughs> But still, I think uh, you're still the closest, Mike. Who was in Scream Five? I
1: swept the board. Yeah, who was in Scream
2: Five? I think I'll, I haven't seen that one yet, actually. But uh, and the Scream series is one of my favorite series as well. Um, but I haven't seen the 2020 version. But I understand exactly. all the characters came back that survived. Um, and then some other characters were the popular people there.
1: Yeah, because I know Scream One, Matthew couldn't have came back. Uh, Scream Erwitz couldn't have came back because those two just dropped off the radar in acting. Right.
2: Yeah, I don't know. Well, no, because I think the the four major characters. I think it was four, three or four. Those Nev Campbell, Courtney yeah. Cox, and uh, David Arquette. David Arquette, the yeah. WCW yeah.
0: champion, David Arquette.
2: Yeah. so I know they were there, but I don't know if they survived this movie because <laughs> they're already talking about Scream Six for
0: 2023. Thank goodness. <laughs> All right, As to I had Arrowhead. a bonus. I had
2: a bonus one too, just in case you had a tie. I had a tiebreaker. So
0: what? What was it? Scary movie in 2000. How much <laughs> do you guys think it made? Oh, oh I saw that oh, in the oh, theater. Actually, don't say that one because that's actually my movie. That's one of mm-hmm. yours. OK. Yes. Okay. <laughs> All right. So it worked out. All right. OK. Aston, your list.
1: I have to adjust mine because actually when I started doing my list, actually, mine actually is like from uh, 100 mil to, excuse me. From, uh, yeah, mine, mine's got really spread out, guys. Sorry. Mine
0: actually got from like uh,
1: 30 mil to, uh, to 600 mil.
0: Oh, good. Something easy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What's your first movie? First
1: one is actually the best one in the whole series. The original Friday the thirteenth. Friday the thirteenth. Mm-hmm. We're talking eighties here. There you go. Friday the thirteenth. Had um what's his name in it? Um Donnie Depp. No, Kevin Bacon was in that one. Oh. Yeah, Kevin Bacon was in that one, and then it had um, Bean Crosby's son was in that one. Ah, uh,
0: so I'm gonna say seventy million in '80s dollars for Friday. I'm, I'm gonna
2: say a hundred and one. Because it sounds like a fun number.
1: <laughs> all right. The next movie. You wanna know the the number now? Oh no,
0: no, we'll do it all. Okay.
1: Okay. Then, okay. Very good. Okay. Uh, next one is the first. Um, the based on the Warrens on uh, their life, uh, The Conjuring.
0: Conjuring, oh. Huh, for sure, you're going to do Friday the
1: 14th. The sequel. No, no, I'm not going down the Friday <laughs> 13th list. No, I, uh, no, we're not going down all
0: those Fridays. Okay,
1: that's the one Friday we don't look forward to. I'm sure. Yeah. Get...
0: 240 million for me. That seems like a modest number for an okay movie. Let's say uh,
2: 175. 175. 175 million. All right, your third movie. Uh,
1: the
0: Ghost. Or ghost. I shouldn't say put an arc on it. Ghost with the uh, Patrick Swayze. Uh, ghost. Uh, I don't know how well Ghost did. I'm going to lowball it. 25 million.
2: I'm going to say, I think of the, the, the time it came. I'm going to say 125 million. Uh, I think ooh. if I remember correctly, it did well, but I I could be wrong. <laughs> All
1: right. Next up is the, uh, the original uh, Scary Flick, The Exorcist.
0: Exorcist, mm. not the remake. No, the original. Okay. Mm-mm. Oh, shoot. I said 25 million, and your range is 30 million to six. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm not getting that one right. But for The Exorcist, I'm going to say fifty million.
2: I'm gonna say sixty-five
0: million. Sixty five million in seventies dollars. Yes. And And lastly,
1: the girl no one can never forget the ring.
0: The ring. Mm. Okay. He said that his budget goes up to six hundred million. And so far we haven't done anything past two (laughs) hundred. So I'm gonna say four hundred million for the ring.
2: Mm. I'll say
0: three seventy (laughs) five. Three seventy five okay Aston, what are is our true answers here?
1: All right, <clears throat> some of these really surprised me for like worldwide sales. So I don't, I, just, I double checked them to make sure the numbers are right. But <clears throat> Friday the Thirteenth,
0: thirty nine point seven million. Thirty nine point seven million. Okay, so I stole that one. Yeah, The Conjuring, three hundred twenty point four million. Uh, stole another
1: one. I'm just so good at this game. <laughs> All right, get ready for a train wreck. Okay. Go, five hundred five point seven million
0: for Ghost yep wow 105 all right uh tim you actually actually is uh, amy, amy... amy amy won amy. that one this is her first win oh my gosh she's i knew she had a purpose <laughs> <laughs> okay. all right the exorcist
1: this one blew me away this one i had to double check 441.3 million the original
2: oh amy does he it again yep didn't pay oh. attention to the range i should pay paid attention to the range more
1: <laughs> no. all right the ring 249.3 million
2: ah uh, 249.3 that, that,
0: yep.
2: that was she amy 75 right? yeah she had 300 <laughs> wow. He won that series. <laughs>
0: wow. Amy, Amy got 3 on that one. Yep. Mm. We got noped. Okay. Now for my list. Okay, hopefully I can do better here. Okay. We got the movie Scary Movie 1 starring Marlon Wayans and someone who looks like David Arquette. does, <laughs> honey.
2: Can't guess this one cuz I already wrote it down. This is that one my bonus question, so.
0: Oh, yes, you do know it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, what's your guess?
1: Oh, okay. Um
0: <clears throat> Let it's me between go 50 with uh million and Between fifty
1: mil and three mil? Three
0: hundred yeah. mil? Oh, okay, yeah. Let me go with uh I'll
1: go one hundred and eighty.
0: hundred and eighty. Okay. Now I'm gonna go to scary movie two. Everyone knows sequels are better. <laughs> How much do you think it made? Uh I say one one forty. Interesting. And you Tim? I'm gonna say one hundred. One hundred. Tim, not feeling it. Got it. Scary movie three. That's the first Got one with PG thirteen. Oh, uh,
1: 115. 115.
2: Say sixty million. Sixty million. Including All popcorn right. sales.
0: All <laughs> right. Scary movie four, the one where they made fun of Tom Cruise. I'm gonna stick with the sixty million on that. Sixty million from Eston. Yeah, I'm Nine. a little ball. Oh, yeah, I go eighty mil. <clears throat> 80 okay and finally scary movie five was that the last scary movie that's the last one all right
1: i didn't know if that or you ran out of slots <laughs> well, uh 65 mil 65
0: okay
2: mm. 200 million 200 million, 200 million. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right no oh, that's the totally opposite <laughs> so scary movie one two hundred and seventy eight million dollars amy Good. gets that score all right scary movie two it was 141 million wow you mm. were off by a million esten you definitely earned that one Crazy. you said a hundred tim yes. okay scary movie three made 220 million wow. and you said 115 esten You said 60 million. Amy gets that one again. Okay. Scary movie four netted 178 million. uh, And you said 60 million. uh, (laughs) I wasn't very confident in those. Yeah. You said, um, I think Amy gets that one. If if math is helping me. Oh, it's what? uh, 122 versus. uh, There's 178. No,
2: I'm saying the math. Yeah. Oh, so three hundred minus one seventy eight is what hundred twenty two mm versus one seventy eight minus eighty, which is almost a hundred, so I think wouldn't that be Eston yeah oh,
0: Eston mm Esten, I'm so glad people are good at math <laughs> <That's> it's fundamental. <sighs> These these are hard ones to do. Um, scary movie five. Um, you should have been pessimistic, Tim, because uh, it only made 78 million. <laughs> giving Aston giving the win and not you, because you said 200 million. That's right. All right. That's so I got five correct. Amy got five correct. Gasp. Um, you got zero. Woo. <laughs> <And> yeah, <Aston. laughs> champion of the goose egg, <laughs> Aston. You got two, so oh, I have three. You got three,
2: yeah. Scary oh, movie, two, three, four, five. Okay,
0: yeah, man. Where's flightsy? We need flightsy, good at <laughs> according to his conversations, yeah. Anyone who doesn't know, Flightsy is this wonderful person who takes meticulous notes and spreadsheets on when we play games like this. Mm-hmm. Anyways, let's get to the meat and potatoes. We're talking about haunted movies today, you know, <clears throat> um, and our genre of choice is ghost movies. Um, Aston, you are, you consider yourself a guru of ghost movies. <laughs> um you know, why don't you lead us with the first question?
1: Favorite ghost movies that scare me?
0: Yes. Uh might be bad of me to say, but
1: I don't scare it easily. And I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, because I've seen so many like paranormal documentaries And I've seen so many like actual like ghost movies that based on true stories and stuff like that. So it's hard to get my creep meter up. So I don't like, again, I don't know if that's a bad thing or a good thing. I'm like, maybe I like, I need to actually be spooked right now, but I'm not, but, um, I can't tell you like growing up, the one that spooked me out a lot was poltergeist. Um, Mm -hmm. and it was that freaking tree that thing scared me to death because outside (laughs) of the house I grew up in, we actually had a tree outside Mm -hmm. of our house, the big bay window. And it was a tree, big, big, big oak tree that I could totally see coming through that bay window and uh, and like taking me and stuff like that. And to boot, um, not to get on a personal note too much, but to boot um, as a kid, you know, they all say that, you know, paranormal fascination starts set because of an experience you had earlier on. Um, <clears throat> I actually grew up in a house that had a poltergeist in it. So I actually had um, experiences with the paranormal growing up. And so, um, so yeah, so Poltergeist really did uh, did uh, freak me out. Um, now that I think about it, maybe it wasn't the best movie to watch growing up, living in a house with a <laughs> Poltergeist. But um, but yeah, nonetheless, I projected myself to it. And uh, so, I mean, that, that definitely did uh, scare me growing up. As far as nowadays, um, I, I find it more fascinating as far as like when I see stuff like The Conjuring, um, one and two, like the stuff for like you know stuff based upon Ed and the Rain Warren and the stuff they do. Um, I say fascinating not because like I'm interested in it and I want to get involved in it and get the equipment and go out and pursue this, but more fascinating because of just learning about like you know that that part of life. And it's 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 just really uh, the and I'm if you if you kind of were around me in, in in person, I'm not a dark person. I'm not like you know I don't dress. You know very like gothic i don't wear all black i don't do like i don't have that that stereotype about me i'm a very happy outgoing person um, mm-hmm. but just that just that i find that just interesting just watching that kind of stuff and just in learning about it and just seeing the, about that um about that part of of life and uh, now that i have a fascination with death i don't go to graveyards on a friday night past the time but um so but i do like enjoying watching these things and seeing uh seeing the footage they get i do find it interesting i guess that's what it's all about the footage and um so that is a, a, I know that's a long answer to a, to a question in there but um i mean if, if you guys are are interested i mean on the podcast live here i mean y'all can you know, I could ask way questions if we want to about the paranormal experiences I had growing up, but um, but that was uh, it just I, I, I can relate everything kind of back to that as far as why it instilled in me a fascination with that kind of a, that aspect of life.
0: Mm-hmm. I have this feeling that the Discord is going to be full of so many questions on our Film Logic channel. Well, I guess on a lighter note, we can talk about fictional ghost movies. Let's do hey. it. Oh, <laughs> lift the mood. <laughs> right. No, that's that's an incredible story, and I hope I hope uh, it ends with uh, you winning. Um, yeah, A movie that scared me. Okay, so here's my story. This is why I stay away from ghost movies. Um, my youth group went to see Six Sense, 1999. The year movies were amazing. All right, M Night Shyamalan was this brand new sensation, and so we had to see Six Sense. And this movie scared me silly. You were scared of For- that wow yeah yeah like and it, it's probably a movie that if i saw mm-hmm. again i'd be like oh this is dumb but the it had such an effect scaring yeah. me mm-hmm. that i actually like had to sleep with the lights on and the tv on for a couple months wow, oh, and, wow. like uh, i like it had such an effect on me i was a senior in man no, i was a junior in school so Should have been, you know, but you know, that this movie, Reasons Unknown, um, had this uh, tremendous effect on me. So I've, I've never been like the, let's find the scariest movie, turn out the lights, say bloody murder.
1: Three times.
0: Yeah. I've never been that guy. So, um, the rest of my list is going to be happy and funny and silly movies. Um, for example, does anyone remember? Well, you know, we're not on the fun part of the movie, so I'm not going to give away my fun movie. The only other movie that I saw that didn't scare me was *Crimson Peak*, starring Tom Hiddleston. Um, Tom, it was a—it's about a haunted house, and Tom Hiddleston in this movie, Tom Hiddleston is like as has, like, this romantic interest with his sister, and they have, like, this this horrible, like, story where they're trying to con this girl into giving up her money, and, but, like, in in this house, this ghost is trying to stop them, and I thought the CGI on the, like, it wasn't really that scary, and, you know, my, my brother and his girlfriend, now wife, Kind of just said, let's just see Crimson. Who cares? And so, like, that was my good experience of a movie not scaring. Was that pre-Loki or post-Loki? You know, it was post-Loki. So, like, Tom Hiddleston was was the, you know, sliced bread. You know, everyone had to have (laughs) him. What about you, Tim? Movies, ghost movies that scared you?
2: I'm in the same boat as Esten where Poltergeist did it for me because I saw it, like, seven. Mm -hmm. And, uh, or probably a little bit older because i think we probably watched it on when it came out to rent so probably eight but uh yeah it was uh just it was a movie i knew it was you know as far as my eight-year-old mind believed it you know that it was just pretend but still the the visual effects and everything going on there and, uh those creepy things like the tree thing too or the the clown
0: uh, oh the clown
2: underneath oh, the, the, clown. Corner, oh, the clown. bed type thing and
1: always the clown you know,
2: yeah, and then i the, the other scene scene where the guys was peeling off i think if i remember correctly so oh the chicken don't forget about the chicken yeah oh yeah the, the maggots the chicken and, and the maggots started coming out oh god yeah so it's it's got some visual things that freaked me out and that that movie that scared me um as far as as ghost movies go so but um like you guys as we got older obviously they they're a little bit harder to scare us probably probably so <laughs> and i as I got older, I don't know if it's just a defense me- mechanism or not, but I tend to laugh during horror movies more so than anything because <laughs> it's just, just like, okay, whatever. I just start laughing, and have a good time. But uh, yeah, Poltergeist was the one that did it for me. Other ones that were, I think, are things that scare me more are probably zombies even to this day. But so not very many ghost movies or whatever.
1: Can you watch The Walking Dead? Or is that freaky? Yeah,
2: out? I could watch it. Uh, yeah. just it freaks me out because it's like there seems to be more saying there's not Mm -hmm. a probability probability with ghosts yeah zombies there seems like there there's a probability there that freaks me out you know so that's what goes in my head like could probably be some sort of disease that you know affects people a virus or whatever and they turn into brain-eating zombies you know yeah but twenty eight days is the worst one for me because they run fast.
0: <laughs> you no, know, you know that's the funny thing is that like for me, you can talk about like a psycho killer that's lived three houses down that the police still haven't found, and I'd be like, okay, that's that's silly. But you know, you talk about the old ghost of a fisherman, and I'm like, oh man, I'm so <laughs> I'm going to sleep with one eye open.
2: Right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, there's certain aspects of movies It's like a. Obviously, they're fiction, but then there's mm-hmm. even like the documentaries that you talk about, just and uh, where they talk about things, or even the movies that film like their documentaries. Like one of you guys mm-hmm. wrote down Blair Witch Project or the um, the paranormal movies. Uh, probability factor of those is what freaks freaks me out. It's in the back of my mind. It's like okay, there, it could happen for real, even though this is fiction or based on fiction, could happen. So, That's why, yeah, I would
1: say yeah, the Blair Witch Project definitely like. I that that definitely give me creep factor because when I went in and I was viewing that I wasn't viewing it as like, you know, a shadow figure is going to come out any moment now. Like you see in these documentaries or anything like that, which, you know, like kind of the manifestations of the demons. Um, I was looking at it as more like this could actually be like a cult of people that are actually like, you know, often these people one at a time, like killing these people. I mean, this could actually really be happening. I mean, these are actually like could be, you know, some, satanic cult that could be like uh, taking people out. And so the Blair Witch Project did really like, and in retrospect, after watching it, I was like, you know, as looking at it as a piece of film, I can appreciate it because I'm like, wow. I mean, considering what they pulled off with the the budget they had and everything like that, I'm like, this is like, this is masterfully done. I mean, they, they breaked in money hand over fist because of how much it costs to make that movie. Versus, you know, how much how well they delivered the story, how well they delivered the actual the tension of the scene. I mean, there's even there's even comedy in it. I mean, it's just I mean, Bravo. I mean, that was just like wonderfully done. I mean, it's just I mean, consider it as almost like an like an independent film. Yeah, it's wonderfully done. (laughs) Hey.
0: Yes. You know, all of this makes me want to yell. You know, the devil is a liar. Like they do in, you know, <laughs> Ghostbusters, um, the all female version. All of this stuff you're saying makes me want to yell that um, BT dubs. Uh, we talked about a lot of movies. Do you have any subgenre of movies like Haunted House, Haunted Spaceship, Found Footage, Comedy, Gory? Uh, one one that I wrote down was I don't know if this is
2: part of that subgenre, but uh, the the ability for a ghost to take over an object. So Ooh. like Christine, you know, where a ghost takes over a car essentially. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Or is possessed by something. Uh that is one of my favorite movies. I don't know why. That's you know, I never read the book, uh, but I enjoyed the movie because I just thought it was c- crazy, you know, just the ghost uh, taking or possessing a car. <laughs> and then the you know the, the the kid who was picked on ends up finding it and um rebuilds it and it's too attached to it and of course you know i don't want to give any more spoilers they find people start dying <laughs> <laughs> it does not end well <laughs> right so yeah christine was uh, one of my favorite for sure and then uh, I, if you want to say, like, possession subgenre, that, that'd be one for me.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that would be one for me, too. There's a lot of movies where, like, uh, I don't know, for some reason, like, zombies were a hot com- early 2000s. And then haunted children were, like, hot. You oh, yeah. You got, like, the, the the orphan who, you know, the, the kid with the scary face. You know, that that was a thing for a while.
1: Yeah, for me, I would say uh, the possessions is definitely one um one that kind of gets my attention more is like you know uh anytime they advertise like based on real events or anything like that or an actual like you know an, an exorcism or something of that nature um it's that gets my true attention. story yeah exactly because <laughs> yeah. i always like i'll watch it but then i actually go and read like how much of this is based upon a true story and how much of this artist's liberty and so like mm-hmm. yeah, i always want to like kind of check that out but um and I saw you know, like found footage. I mean, that, that can be good. Now some of the stuff I do like kind of like where they try and sell it and actually do kind of laugh at it. Like what you're talking about, Tim, as like the paranormal activity, like that stuff I laughed at because mm-hmm. I could tell, okay, this is like, so like over the top and they're, 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 <laughs> like, yeah, they're, they're trying to like fake it till you make it. I mean that, that I found like, yeah, I, I could laugh mm-hmm. at all and like zombie stuff. I mean the 28 days I've actually never seen. But everyone says if you want to see a good zombie film, go see 28 Days. But um, like I've watched some episodes of The Walking Dead and um I'm like, wow, this is, you know, it's got a good story arc. But I never really got too much into it because just zombies were never really my thing. And and which is strange because when it comes to like games, I love The Last of Us and The Last of Us Part 2. But, um, but yeah, um, when it comes to like the movies, I'm just I'm not big on like watching zombies i mean i've watched sean of the dead and i loved that as far as a comedy that was really funny to watch um but i don't like gravitate
0: to like zombie films (laughs) (laughs) right so um favorite ghost movies that made you laugh i said entertain you in the notes but there are some very funny ghost movies and it's going to break into our my number one from 1983 and i hope you guys know what that movie um. who you gonna call yeah who are you gonna call (laughs) well scary i i am a sucker for parody movies like airplane one airplane two i like i i watch them with a, a morbid curiosity knowing that they're gonna and that i'm gonna hate most of it but like living for that one or two or three jokes that i think are very clever so i i spent um I spent my Sunday watching Scary Movie 5, which makes fun of Paranormal Activity. And uh, I've never seen Paranormal Activity, but it it starts off with, uh, um, is it it Martin Sheen? No. Who's the one who got in trouble?
2: Charlie. Charlie.
0: Yes. Charlie Sheen. And Lindsay Lohan like doing the husband and wife scene of Paranormal, and there's the uh, you know how the film speeds up in Paranormal, and it shows people going and well they they do like they're supposed to be going and I said going to bed romantically, but instead of like doing the the normal romantic thing, like they're doing like handstands and flips, and they're doing like uh, they're doing like uh, circus moves and gymnastics and it, it's just that and you know it's it's stuff like that that like made me auto oh, my standards are so low you know. <laughs> but you know scary movie five you know i give it a a solid 40 percent um because i did laugh at 40 percent of it <laughs> I, yeah, I love that's...
2: the scream movies i'm surprised i never got around to watching the scary movies
0: yeah well if you like raunchy comedy like, yeah. like, I can't believe they showed me that. Then just, <laughs> right? scary movie one through five is right up your alley. I saw scary I movie I,
2: one in the theater. It was fun. I mean, I enjoyed it. Scary movie one was funny. I think I did see scary movie one because there are some parts I remember there that were definitely yeah. raunchy <laughs> that I cracked up at
0: for sure. So before yeah, we get yeah. into Ghostbusters, has any does anyone remember the Frighteners?
1: Oh, yeah. Don't fear the Reaper played at the end and everything. It had a Gunnery Sergeant Hartman in it.
0: Yeah it's yeah, it my, like, Fox Fox. is like yeah, yeah. He, he plays like this is uh done by the director I, who did ghostbusters um correct me if i'm wrong i know it's attached to a ghostbusters credit but like this one kind of fell by the wayside even
2: though it has my i never got to see those so it's, uh, it's heard of them of but i never got to the see them
0: channels I have to look that up sometime but basically the frighteners is pretty much about Aston's life it's Michael J. Fox is, a you know, um, he does ghost sightings for people, um, but he's more of a con man and he actually teamed up with two ghosts just so he could make money off of it. And they have to fight this great evil.
1: Yeah. The, um, I've seen the movie like twice and, uh, I remember it being uh, entertained by it, but I can't remember actually like uh, the nuances of the movie because it was such a while back when I actually watched it and stuff. And uh, but I remember it had uh, I remember had all the people that were in it and stuff. But um, mm. I mean, it didn't it didn't get the gravity that uh, Ghostbusters did by no means.
0: Right now, is Beetlejuice worth mentioning as one of the top comedies of in, in the ghost movie genre? Oh yeah, I, I would I think so. it, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think mean, it's that,
2: something that... too where it's definitely there were it was like you either love it loved it or hated it i think we're one of two crowds it
0: it grossed me out with the shrimp fingers
2: (laughs) (laughs) it was actually a tradition in my house to watch after uh beetlejuice uh, during halloween as my parents would hand out candy and stuff Mm -hmm.
1: have that on the tv and background i mean i I think it was definitely a movie that was like safe for kids to watch on some level because i mean it was like of a certain age um you know Mm -hmm. like when you get elementary school kids because it actually was not like uh like i'm gonna get you the thing underneath the bed or the thing in the closet um i mean heck at the end they actually have the ghost dancing uh to um you know, uh, and the stairwell and stuff. So I mean, it actually kind of took the, uh, as they say, took the fangs out of the out of the dragon. And so I mean, it was uh, kind of fun. So it definitely, like I a, think it...
0: it's like a step above goosebumps or something. You know, like yeah, exactly. Yeah. Though <laughs> mm-hmm. so I have to say the um, the two main characters that they they die on the bridge and they come back as ghosts. Um, they they make those scary like they could contort their faces to yeah. scare people. Like They're that was, to scare people. <laughs>
1: yeah
0: <laughs> they were trying to
1: yeah so, and then yeah. One time they went trying to play ghost or something like that and they like botched it up or something like that mm-hmm. I remember right in the movie yeah they they,
2: uh, they like actually made it look like they cut off one cut the other one's head off but nobody could see them so what was that gonna do yeah <laughs> so <laughs> it, was, it was great i loved it michael keaton's beetle was great too he did a great
0: job with that and just
1: Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. He did a great job. He he really, you can tell me he enjoyed playing that character and having fun yeah. with it and
0: stuff. I'm so surprised they haven't tapped him to do a a sequel for that, because you know uh, Marvel got him back into the groove. So. Yeah, yeah,
1: he's um. I mean, heck, they even have like ha- Halloween to this day, Halloween decorations that are like Beetlejuice uh, stuff from that movie. That and um, Tim Burton's it's... A Nightmare Before Christmas, and uh, ah. so yeah
2: away so, or not spirited away but um spirited or whatever that is spirit <laughs> that halloween store weird halloween store yeah. thanks one yeah. of those halloween stores yeah. um just exactly those things you were talking about And it it's like yeah. a whole section of the Be- Be- beetlejuice stuff and a whole section of nightmare before christmas stuff yeah i mean it's, it's iconic now oh yeah it's great great to see that stuff i would i put i would put a giant and worm in my yard, if I could get you know one of your <laughs> people,
0: that would be awesome if you go to Home Depot, I think they have the right props for you to set that up,
2: bet they do i wouldn't be surprised if there'd be surprised if there be surprised if there was not a blo- one of those blue blow mm-hmm. for
0: sure oh. so leading into um ghostbusters Ghostbusters came out in nineteen 19- it changed how we look at comedy in the horror movie sector, just like how. In our last episode, we talked about how back, um, when did you see Ghostbusters? How did you feel about it?
1: I mean, I saw it, actually. Uh, I, I'm just trying to think. Yeah, I actually did see it in the 1980s. Uh, yeah, so I actually did see it in the theater. Yeah, my parents took me, my dad took me, and some of my friends to go see it, actually, in the theater. And uh, so actually, yeah, I'm, I actually have memories of that. And um, so, yeah, I, I mean, actually, um, and I, I remember not being scared by it or anything like that. Mm-hmm.
0: Not even the library, library scene. huh? Not even the library scene with the dead librarian who makes that face.
1: No, because I think they take—I think they, they take that take away from that scene, um, as far as being scary, because of how they like they do like over-the-top antics as far as like running and, and stuff like that. So they make it kind of a, a tongue-in-cheek
2: comedy moment out of it. So yeah,
1: yeah. How about you, Tim? When did you see it?
2: I saw it. Um, we didn't get to go to the theater much when I was a kid, so but uh, we always saw everything once it came out the video so it was yeah a, you know video store rental probably blockbuster if not maybe a mom and pop one but it was a rental and but i i loved them yeah. so it was fantastic it's one of my favorite, all-time favorite you know saga i guess i can call it a saga with all the different ghostbusters out now <laughs> mm-hmm. definitely the first two for the longest time and i got really excited when they came out with the video game for it uh to continue okay. the story um so it was just fun seeing those original guys, you know, in come into the video game world and do those characters again. Um, and then later on, you know, the movies came out. So but just just this just how unique this was to me, it was more it wasn't necessarily a scary movie for me. It was more an action comedy to me.
1: Right. I would say, yeah.
2: So um, and and it had some great actors in it that my dad knew because he loved SNL Uh and so because of that i knew them and enjoyed it immensely between especially if you were a fan of like blues brothers and you know caddyshack and all that all those guys being in all those different movies coming together so yeah because they
1: they made action figures i remember having the toys i had the echo one toy and i had the actual all the action figures all the ghostbuster action figures and and then they had the animated series that came out to go with it that was on saturday mornings
0: the one with the gorilla or the the real Ghostbusters? <laughs>
1: no, the real Ghostbusters.
0: <laughs> oh, that's a funny story about mm-hmm. how after that movie came out, um, someone swooped in and called themselves Ghostbusters, but they made a cartoon starring a gorilla and like a team of like a, basically a Scooby-Doo type team. And it like, it stole the name right from underneath the Ghostbusters property so that's why when you see the cartoon it's called the real ghostbusters
2: ah interesting didn't know that yeah so i remember just being confused when those things were all out It's was like what's they don't have these guys in it from the movie what is all this (laughs) that's Mm -hmm. all i remember yeah
0: um so here's my story with ghostbusters i didn't grow up in dc or mark you know it wasn't a movie thing and i couldn't afford comics because i was four or five or six or seven or eight but you know i didn't so my superheroes were Ghostbusters, you know, four scientists. They they didn't have anything athletic about them. They were not Arnold Schwarzenegger. Their their superpower was just to understand what scientifically needed to fix this problem. Yeah. And so, you know, mm-hmm. those were my action figures. Back before I could afford Ghostbusters, um, I used G.I. Joe and pretended that they were the Ghostbusters. That's outstanding. Just
2: yeah. in your thinking, though, too, what if... What they did get the big names to do the Ghostbusters. Like, one was Arnold Schwarzenegger. One was Sylvester Stallone. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Dolph
1: Lundgren <laughs> in there,
2: right? Uh, and what was the what was the guy's name that was opposite of um, Sylvester Stallone and Rocky? Yeah, right? Carl Weathers. Carl Weathers. Yeah, Carl yeah. Weathers. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, be yeah, One of them. All those big guys uh, would be the Ghostbusters. They would. They wouldn't have proton packs. They would have. uh they would have proton, right. proton packs, but they would be on their like fist. Yeah, go, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> That'd be crazy. They were that's body what, that's where my climbing. mind went as soon as he said, "You know, they weren't Sylvester Stallone, but what if they were? What, mm, you know, yeah. they weren't Arnold
0: Schwarzenegger, but what if they were?" <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm thinking Expendables four. Right? There you go, yeah. After they would have
1: uh, DDT Slimer. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so here's a fun fact about Ghostbusters. So when Dan Aykroyd, he dreamed up the script and wrote it, it was originally going to be called Ghost Smashers. And it was about um, a bunch of scientists who used a New Jersey gas station to, as their base to face off against spectral threats. And their, their big, the big bad guy was supposed to be a skeletal biker who terrorized a small town. And then director Ivan Wright... Oh, and here's the other thing um they were going to travel to alternate dimensions and fight ghosts and other worlds too um director ivan reitman says that you need to make it more about a group of men who are trying to get into the business so ackroyd would later team up with harold Ramis, and they wrote what we now have as the ghostbusters
1: and that doesn't surprise me actually knowing like what i've seen of dan ackroyd he actually is a uh talk about his life story and so like that he actually is a uh, true uh paranormal hunter himself
0: mm-hmm. so he, he actually wrote, is into that stuff he wrote this movie so that more people could take it seriously because his dad wrote the i think I, I quote me if i'm wrong um his dad wrote the tobin spirit guidebook or yeah mm-hmm.
1: yeah 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 which they are into it and so was he and uh yeah so that didn't surprised me at least which actually i was going to ask out of, out of the ghostbusters um That was, you know, not knowing any of this knowledge, but out of the Goosebusters, actually the one I liked growing up the most was actually Ray. Who was y'all's?
0: <laughs> oh you like Ray? Yeah, yeah. Who was y'all's? Which one did y'all like the most? Uh Peter Venkman. Um oh, yeah. was, he was the funny one. Yeah. yeah. He
2: cracked me up, but I liked uh liked um Winston. Winston, yeah. Yeah, because he he, he came in just like I need a job, I'm I'm willing to do this crazy stuff, and and then he found out it was for real, and then you just like <laughs> go for the ride. It was great.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love this line where he told her he said, uh, what did he say? Something like to the effect like, uh, sweetheart, if you tell me that you got, this job comes with full
0: benefits, I'll believe anything you tell me. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh. <laughs> nope. No one really appreciates the the awkward like tension between Dana, the secretary, mm. and and um Egon. Oh yeah. Uh, oh yeah. And how that really never that never turned into anything in the first Ghostbusters movie. But then it turned into a, a romantic relationship between um Moranis and her.
1: Yeah. yeah. Ray had some comedy too, because Ray actually was talking like he was in there, he was saying like, yeah, he said like you know, I don't want to uh, go out into the actual the real world and get out of the college world where you actually have to actually publish to get money. I've been out there. It's, just, it's hard to survive. I like to stay in the college world where you don't have to worry about publishing and, uh <laughs> make money. Right. <laughs> so there's some adult humor you threw in there.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. The, the thing about it that Ghostbusters doesn't have action scenes like like, you know, fisticuffs fighting. I know they had that fun Slimer scene. Yeah. Uh, we're the, and basically the, the whole rule behind Ghostbusters is like, we got to work together to get our streams on whatever we're facing it towards.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Put the trap uh, out. Yeah. And I thought that was always neat that like, we don't have to, we don't have to have like uh gunfights to, to win over our audience with this action movie.
2: Yeah.
0: You know, it can, it could be smart. Yeah. I mean, um, it, they, they sold it well. Like that one moment where Egon is
1: like going crazy with the proton pack. And like mm-hmm. he turns it off and was like, easy, easy, easy there, Tex, and stuff like that. <laughs> <something>, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah. So,
0: I would be, I would say that without Ghostbusters, there would not be at least as much power behind Men in Black, that Men in Black kind of rode on the, at least the energy behind the movie of like people teaming up to, you know, fight an evil power and being like, like using science almost.
1: Oh, um, Point. Yeah, I mean, I can see what that premise is. I mean, Men in Black did more the aliens and Mm -hmm. stuff, and they had the normalizer and stuff. I mean, Men in Black doesn't have as many. To me, I don't think has as many catchphrases. Like everyone nowadays, whenever you say "Who you gonna call?", they have a hard time fighting. Say Ghostbusters, or you know, or like they're saying, you know, like you know, the whole catchphrase line of, you know, um, uh, what is it? Two in the trap. Um, what is it like? God, now I'm failing it. Oh God, I'm failing it miserably. Y'all help me out here. Um, uh, the trap scene. What is the trap scene that they say? Y'all gotta help me out here. Help me out. Lift me up. Uh, oh, see so now I'm blanking. Yeah.
2: What um, trap scene are you talking about? So when they, uh, oh, isn't
1: Ghostbusters two where they actually like uh, uh, two in the box, ready to go. We be fast and they be slow. Yeah, right there you go. Yeah, you go. See now y'all grinning. So now y'all know this. Yeah. Y'all know the line now. Yeah. <laughs> see? Everybody knows that line. Yeah. Hmm.
0: <laughs> Speaking of sequels, um, everyone kind of uses Ghostbusters 2 as the the poster child of, you know, corporate greed forcing a sequel that didn't need to be made. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But, you know, it, it, it was Ghostbusters, so I enjoyed it through and through, even though it was about ghosts. Of a- I am mean-
1: my like Ghostbusters 2. I thought it was entertaining. I mean, do, I don't think it was as good as the first one. I don't think, it, you know, there are some sequels out there that are as good as the first movie, mm-hmm. um, I feel. And But as far as, like, Ghostbusters 2, I don't think it was good as the first one. But I don't think it, Ghostbusters 2 is, I don't think it's terrible bad. No.
2: What they had to do to get it out as quickly as they needed to, it's not that bad. But I think if they yeah. had more time to hash it out, it would have turned yeah. out a little bit more differently and would have been more of a different Ghostbusters movie than it, than what we got because it seemed like it was just like let's take the formula of the first one put it in the second one and then got more of a budget so let's blow it up you know (laughs) yeah
0: Mm -hmm. i i think that they were they had the stay puff marshmallow man and they had to they had to one-up it and they thought you know statue of liberty would be would be the thing that one-ups the the marshmallow man which i i don't think it did i think the marshmallow man um that 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 was way way better reveal in the first one than the Statue of Liberty coming to life in the second.
1: Yeah, and then instead of Slimer, they had the the uh, that pink ooze. Yeah, because it started having a good mood when it started dancing. stuff like that yeah with the toaster so i mean they they introduced that as kind of that you know the feel good ghost if you will Mm -hmm.
2: uh, it was was creative and that's probably why we never we didn't get that third one like probably a lot of people wanted because maybe they didn't think they could do anything more different at least we didn't get the third Uh, one
0: as quickly as we
2: wanted (laughs) oh yeah Uh,
0: a lot of a lot of people have the the love it or hate it attitude the Ghostbusters remake, 2016, um, it carries it, it's comedians, but it's all female. Um, kind of following the footsteps of the Ghostbusters. I think they they did the fatal error of erasing the history of the Ghostbusters. So they they pretended like the original Ghostbusters really ticked up Ghostbuster fans. They should have just made it a continuation. Um, an alternate
2: in- universe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, there is the
0: multiverse. Well, they brought back it's yeah, they, they
1: did have the the cast in there, some of the yeah. cast, like Dan Aykroyd's in there and stuff like that. And he has his line where he says, "You know, Sarge, I ain't afraid no ghost." I really
2: really enjoyed the movie. I am disappointed that we were more than likely not going to get a sequel female version. I enjoyed it. We're big fans of it here at this house. So, um what did you I like? I think about? what they were trying to do was just, you know, give it a good, uh give it a, bring it into this time, and do a reboot, which was fine. And they got the blessing of, of Dan Aykroyd and the crew. So, but it's, like you said, it it did tick some people off, and unfortunately, it didn't go as well as they had hoped.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, they had like they had a big cast. I mean, they had Chris Hemsworth playing the secretary or the receptionist. That mm-hmm. was hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, he has a funny part.
2: <laughs> I can't hear you. Yeah, because <laughs> you can't see me. I'm covering my eyes. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Like I, I don't know why it, that movie didn't hit like the other ones did. Maybe because I had such like a such an expectation that it was going to be a you know Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd, um, you know, and th- those are hard shoes to fill. But like I really like those actresses. Like I would watch any movie they're in, but just for some reason, you know, they 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 picked my childhood favorite, so I had to judge them based on that. No, I think I think uh,
2: I can't fault people for not liking that cuz I think what I would have liked to have seen them. Girls come in and rebuild them buy the Ghostbusters brand from Dan Aykroyd, let's say, you know, and his character from Ray and continue it on because of their research in the paranormal. And during their research, they learned about the Ghostbusters, the Ghostbusters, you know, moved on. And so they take over the name. I think that type of thing would have been a lot better and well received than just the whole reboot. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. Well, did you ever see, uh, did you ever see
2: Afterlife, the recent one? Thumbs up for me on those, that one. I enjoyed that. Yeah.
0: I hear it was amazing and yet it didn't like it didn't have much marketing. Like no one wanted like it felt like the film production company didn't want you to know that it existed because it was like afraid that you were gonna you were gonna ground it. So it like there was barely any like trailers out.
1: I, I mean like they didn't pitch it like they did the uh the all female cast
2: one. Right.
1: <laughs> Like the big uh, blockbuster movie of the year, that
2: kind of thing. See, I saw it differently. I I got all the saw a lot of that um, pitches for it, marketing and all that. So I was hyped for it when it came out. I was not disappointed I was too, after watching it, man. You were you were disappointed or not? I was not disappointed. Oh yeah, I was, you know, it was good. It was real good.
0: You see, now I got to add it to my Netflix queue and <laughs> give it a shot. But you know. I I really I must have missed all the trailers. Like I only heard like the only reason I knew about it was because I saw the first trailer that everyone was talking about, and then I saw a little bit more because I think you know Pop Tarts like had a, had a, like a deal a with the Ghostbusters. Oh like yeah, a Ghostbuster Afterlife flavor. I think it was more of just
2: coming in and not expecting anything. You know, just going in and having fun with it. I think mm-hmm. that's why I enjoyed it because it was just like okay, I'm gonna have fun with this because I. I want to see more Ghostbusters and I want to see how they they do this one because they did include the original cast. So, yeah, it's that continuity. It's really good with the continuity. Sure. I, I love the story. I love it, and I, yeah. and I love yeah, how right. they involve the kids in it. So it's like a kid's oh, yeah. Ghostbusters in a way, you know? So it's
0: pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. It did a lot better than uh, when they tried to put kids in Ace Ventura when they rebooted that movie. I did not uh, know that was a thing. I didn't mean I, <laughs> I was like, oh. Wait,
2: The kid. Oh. All right. Man. Probably a reason why I did that one. Don't put that yeah. on
0: your <laughs> queue.
1: Yeah. <sighs> Funny. I, was, yeah, I didn't know that was in existence. Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, anyways, I, we're getting close to the two-hour mark, so I'm I'm calling it. You know, time of death, <laughs> midnight on the Eastern Seaboard. Um, this was a great mm. talk about ghosts. I think any one of these movies made it its own episode. But you know, being sure. our Halloween, our Halloween theme is just great to mm. talk <laughs> about all these all these scary movies of. Half of this list, I'm not going to even even see out of fear. <laughs> <laughs> what?
1: On my list, I will put a shout out. I put Coco on there. Who doesn't like Coco? Oh,
0: Coco is good. Yes. Yeah, I, like I like Coco. I <laughs> like and, and someone wrote down Scrooge. And I really, I think we should save that for That's... Christmas, a Christmas yeah. episode. <laughs> yeah
2: uh yes that would be awesome if we could do that because it's one of my all-time favorite there is head a ghost, genre the head ghosts. Yeah. so
0: yeah. there you go yeah. a brand new toaster yeah. <laughs> yes there there is a genre of like christmas horror movies that uh i think is you know just is. I don't know how that that genre came about, but um... oh, watch
2: Christmas horror movies. <laughs> yeah. it's
0: like does see that's mixing two things. I can't do it. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> so
1: you didn't so watch now that? we got a new genre <laughs> and Now we got the action Santa movies because now we got David Arbor about to do like yeah a Santa who goes down and throws down. Yeah, to protect that his one house. I'm
2: looking forward to. It's like yeah. okay, you want to count Die Hard as a Christmas movie? Let's just really make a Die Hard Christmas make Santa a yeah, yeah. hero. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> to prevent this, <laughs> yes.
0: I hope he makes a joke about stuffing someone's sock stocking. her there you go, yeah. I'm sure
2: he will. There's going to be so oh. many bad puns in that movie. I'm looking oh. forward to it. Yeah,
0: yeah. He, he shoots a guy and says, "You're on the naughty list." Boom. There you go. Yeah, it's, it, it's there. It writes yep. itself. Come on. There you go.
1: Yeah. it's low hanging fruit. You got to pick
0: it. Right. <laughs> well, I want to thank you, Tim, for uh, gracing us. With uh, your movie knowledge and. Yeah,
1: thank you for coming on board.
0: Please, please shout out your, your, uh, the name of your podcast so that people know how to find it.
2: Well, just look for us on Twitter at Nintendo Dads, um, there and you can follow all their stuff there or you can go to our website, nintendodads.org, all of the things that we linked there. So I won't bore you with all the details. Mm-hmm. The main thing you guys oh. should, any of your listeners should be listening to is Retro Logic. The family podcast under that banner is awesome. So many different things to listen to, including you guys. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And thank you very much for inviting me and hanging out and talking movies. I look yes. forward to doing it again sometime.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Awesome. Yeah. Thanks for coming on. We love having you.
0: Yes. And Aston, what would you like to plug? Anything you want us to visit? Um that yeah, just like actually, I'm
1: I'm out there on Twitter on uh, solo something. Um, I'm definitely on like uh, several of the discords. Like I say, I'm on the uh, producer on the Nintendo Dads. Um, our other, uh, you know, we're part of the family. So and you know, I'm on the RetroLogic Discord. So I'm on several discords out there. Um, Nintendo Pals, um, All In, um, Barely Gaming Podcast, God, I'm on, uh, Game of Girl Podcast. Um, what other ones I'm out, I'm on out there? i um, um, one is called Presto's Place, um, podcast um, by uh, Presto, uh, Magnificent yeah. it does. And um, so, yeah, a lot of them out there. And um, so that's my plug as far as where you can kind of find me out there. All, on all these discords, I'm still solo something, so uh, easy to find and uh actually the nintendo dads uh podcast actually have a big event coming up um kind of with like a lot of the different ones i just named all in uh, nintendo pals and stuff they're doing uh, some extra life coming up i um, if tim wants to comment further on that i'll let him if he wants to take the floor on that
2: sure if anybody's familiar with the video game and in, uh into video games and you listen to podcasts more than likely involved in a uh fundraising event called extra life it's usually around the first weekend of november every year where uh we stay up for 24 hours playing video games trying to raise money um for our local children's hospitals for me i'm raising my money uh for my omat children's hospital here near detroit um and uh but it all we all as a team the nintendo dad's team uh join together and we get the total amount that goes to overall children's hospital networks. uh, Wow. So uh, this year, a lot of us are joining together, joining forces with a group called the Phoenix Overdrive and actually meeting up in New York and going to be – hanging out with each other first time live in person easing money november 5th this year so us nintendo dads we're looking forward to that because this is the first time that we're going to meet live together at least all four of us together um and we're all excited so it's coming up pretty quick so we're definitely looking forward to that Uh again if you go to nintendodads.org on that page we have a link to our extra life uh team page you can go to anybody who's on our team and donate or you can join our if you're interested too. So it's a lot of fun. Absolutely, don't have to be there in New York to join the team. By the way, do it on your own.
1: <laughs> yeah, like I say, and the uh, some of the podcasts I mentioned, some of those podcasters on there are gonna be like the, the All In and the Tinder Pals. I mean, they're they're joining up with them and the uh, like. Uh, I, don't know, I don't think I don't think like last week we had like Presto on and he's uh, his podcast. I didn't mention this off the wall, but um, but yeah, if you um definitely. If anyone out there listening wants to join in and donate to Extra Life, I encourage you definitely to donate to a great cause and uh, definitely helping out where uh, a need is needed to be placed. Yeah.
2: yeah. And The biggest thing, too, is no matter how you do it, it's for the kids, we say. So it could be donating to me, donating to somebody else on the team, or you yourself joining on the team and raising money for your children's hospital in your area. Uh, It's all for kids in various areas, and that's all that matters.
0: Well, if there's ever been a reason to watch someone play video games for 24 hours, that's the best reason. (laughs) I'm going to close with the fact that uh, a book that I published around 2008... the boy and His, um, is free on Kindle um, in, until uh, October 19th so if you're on Kindle and you search the boy and His, you can have that book for free tell me if you like it free free entertainment it's like uh lord of the rings sword and sorcery type stuff and i would love your feedback on it so that's my pitch and well i want to thank you guys for joining us and just uh i look forward to all this content that we mentioned
1: <laughs> yeah same here definitely another another fun night spent with y'all definitely look forward to uh rejoining together and uh and uh catching up again on another episode Thank you all for listening out there.
0: Thank you, and thank you. Good morning! I'm not mad at We just drove that way. Houston, we have a problem. The white man
2: watches. Are you not entertained?
0: Why is so
2: serious? He's alive, he's alive!
0: The Snazberry tastes like Snazberry.